guys, here we go. Bonus podcast time. Uh, this is technically episode number 60. I uh, hope you enjoyed yesterday's podcast with Franz Nikolai. Uh, I don't need to say any more about that. It was awesome. What I do need to say some stuff about is this. A couple months ago, a music writer in Richmond, Virginia, which used to be my hometown for a whole lot of years, uh, gave, me, uh, gave me a call, shot me an email, and said, hey, do you know this band, My Darling Fury? I said, no, I do not know My Darling Fury. Uh, what, what are they about? So she introduced me to their music, and I said, wow, they're actually pretty good. Uh, when are they playing up here? They were playing up there in about a week. So I said, well, tell them to stop by the place. So they did. Sat down, talked with them. Great talk, solid dudes. Uh, and But the real, I guess, magic happened. They played that night. Not a whole lot of people showed up. You'll hear us talk about that, uh, referencing that show for time travel. You don't need to time travel. Back to that. Uh, but the takeaway from that was that they're fucking amazing. Uh, this is a band uh, that is right now, I think, on top of their game. Um, and lucky for you, they are coming back to D.C. this Saturday. This is Memorial Day weekend here. Uh, so this Saturday, they're going to be at the Rat Palace. Uh, it's a house show. Uh, we'll have all the information for that up. Uh, right now, what I want you to do is I want you to take a listen, spend about like 20 minutes with them, uh, and me talking with them, get to know them a little. Going to put a song on the uh, on the back end of this from their debut album, Licking Wounds. Uh, and, then, and then I want you to say to yourself, hey, I really like this. And then I want to see you at the Rat Palace because we are going to be there. They are going to be there. Our friend Sean Barna is going to be there. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. And honestly, you you will be blown away by this band, especially uh, when they're right in front of your face. So here we go. This is episode number 60, Chunky Glasses, the podcast, and this is My Darling Fury. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I'm <laughs> um, talking with my darling Fury from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I, first thing I want to get to is uh, sort of what the fuck's going on in Richmond right now. <laughs> I lived there for a uh, better part of a decade, actually an entire decade. Um, there was the previous sort of hardcore scene that was really yes. big there at that time. And now uh, there's you guys who <laughs> aren't exactly hardcore. Uh, I mean, definitely uh, badass, but like, so is Thank there, you. do you feel like there's a music scene that's coming up there now that maybe wasn't there a couple of years ago? Yeah, I definitely think that the music mm-hmm. scene has been evolving. Um, there's um, a really active symphony musician over there, a uh, uh, violinist called, uh, whose name is Ellen, mm-hmm. and she's been doing uh, the classical revolutions. Um, it's kind of like a concert franchise that's going all over the like all over the country where they try to bring like classical concerts into like public spaces 
And that's like just one example of like uh, how the city's really starting to kind of have an awakening of mm-hmm. like different styles of, uh, of music. Sure. I know a couple of venues have opened since I've been there. Like a strange manner is one. Um, do you, are you guys playing mostly around town now, or like is it, this is your first time in DC? Correct. Yep. This is yeah. the first time in DC. Have you? Have you? How long have you been together? Um, two years. Two, two, about two years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have Have you done any like extensive tours, or is it just it just happens that you just are making it here? Or uh, we did a, uh, a leg of dates, I guess you could say, um, uh, supporting uh, Kishibashi. Mm-hmm. And we did uh, was it five dates, right? right. Five dates with five. him. So that was that was sort of like a, a regional tour, trial by fire kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd been playing around town for you know a while up at that point, yeah. but um, and we'd been talking about getting our plan together to start doing regional stuff, right, right, right. and uh, that just kind of popped up. So that was just like, oh yeah. Did he okay, just call you out. based on? I mean, because uh, Licking Wounds has been out for how long now? Like. Came out last year, right? Yeah, yeah but at the end of the year in November, so it was actually before our album came oh, out okay. that we got that. We ended up trying to make download cards so we could have it available right, for downloads right, right, since right, right, it right. hadn't been uh, duplicated yet. Right, right. Um, so did he or his people just like give you a call and say, hey, would you like to go out on a tour? Uh, did you know, have some connection with him before? Or? I had a little bit of a connection before with him. My girlfriend, actually, she's a violinist as well. Okay. And uh, they went to elementary school together. Oh, nice. And uh, when I, I found out through another music teacher that he was a uh, violin doing looping. Uh-huh. And in, in the past, I put out an, a double bass album sure. with, with looping and stuff. So we had been touching bass for maybe about a year. And then it was just completely random. I was asking him another, a different type of question over an email. Mm-hmm. And he saw in my email signature that I had you know a live video of us playing blots. Was it the one in uh, Fredericksburg? Uh, uh, yeah, Peter, and Petersburg, Peter, yeah, 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 whole warehouse. Yeah, that, so, that, that's the one that Hillary sent me. Yeah, was, uh, literally, Darren and I were watching it. and We were like, "Hold, what the fuck is going?" On? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get back to the actually, we'll go back to the Kishibashi thing. Yeah. But, but I, I, I do want to say uh, seriously, man, what the fuck is going on with your voice? <laughs> is that yeah, a good thing or bad? No, it's a, it's a, it's a really good thing. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there is. <laughs> there are people like who can sing and who try to put stuff in it and like seeing you perform that and hearing it is like effortless and it, and it, it it seems to just come from just a very like pure place in you and then you have these guys are balancing out with like equally good instrumentation so the effect like when that song uh, uh, Blots in the Margins comes together right. the effect of you almost going off the rails and I, I would say almost like a Broadway style uh, and then it just falls into a pocket, and you're like, F- you're hooked. And that is like the hook right now for the entire album. Like, oh, thank you. I haven't listened to it. So, like, did, have you trained like for this? Have, like, what's your background in singing? I did. Yeah, I did a little bit of uh, classical music mm-hmm. training, like in, um, in uh, high school and college. I had like a private teacher. Okay. Um, and then I've been in bands ever since, so right. just mostly just singing and listening to other singers, singing along with like other guys, like Stevie Wonder, ran- random stuff. But you, you, I, I feel like a lot of um, the biggest lessons you learn, I think you do by by imitation. Right, right. And there's, lo- I mean, there's lots of uh, in, in the music as a whole. There's lots of points you can touch on, but I think you, know, you guys managed to make it like your own. Um, Because very easily, like, uh, musically, you guys, you you can look at, like, 
uh, Radiohead. Uh, you can you, you, honestly, you can look at some Gorillas. Like some, there, there's some groove in there um, that you don't hear. And for you, I mean, is ob- you can look at like Freddie Mercury, which is like. I don't know anybody who, that I've heard, uh, definitely since we started the site, that I can hear that because it. That there's a way he sold it that was so uh, vulnerable that you just don't hear because people don't do it. And you hear that. Like when you hear a little crack or something, um, then it's like, well, fuck. That's, you know, that's because like, his vocals were – Theatrical, yeah. Which I, which I think that yeah. is. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that is sort of a base of your sound. There, there is sort of creating a mood uh, and, and this, the theatrical. Like you want to put you in a place uh, for Absolutely. something, yeah. And that's really hard to do. And the combination right now that you guys have going on, it, like it almost does it like perfectly. It's shocking. So, you know, thank you. Back well, thank to you. back to the Kishibashi and back to the Richmond. Like, so that's why I said, "What the fuck's going on in Richmond?" Because it doesn't. You, you guys have been together two years. Uh, are, are you at VCU or out of school or what, what's? Yeah, we're all at, we're I all. I spent school. some time there. You did. I made it in, but not out. Made it in, but not out. <laughs> are, are you all from Richmond or? Uh, I'm from Richmond. I'm from uh, Lynchburg. No shit. Oh, yeah. Are you from Lynchburg, too? No. Yes. Graduated from E.C. Glass, 1990. Really? Yep. Wow. Jefferson Forest. Oh, shit. My mom lives out there. Anyways, we're getting off track a little bit. Yeah, we'll we'll talk (laughs) about that later. It's about the Berg. Um... There's LB, several Bergs. We were actually discussing LBG. that today. There's yeah. like, throw out, like, what is it? Her- we were talking Harrisonburg, Lynchburg. A lot of Bergs. Petersburg. Petersburg. It's Virginia. The land Virginia's got all the Bergs. Yep. Um, do you, so are you guys, like, do you play with other bands in there? And, like, when, when I was there, there was a uh, uh, Steve Norfleet. He's not there anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. Steve. You know, you know Steve. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like Richmond, small. Yeah, uh, yeah. but he did uh, Devil's Workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw them a couple times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a lull, and then like, is there anything like that going on now? But more towards like what you guys are doing, more towards the indie rock. Like, uh, I guess what I'm trying to get at is there a scene? Because more and more, um, I see bands are like we're from Richmond, or like, uh, or even from Southwest Virginia. You know, that's which is not really near Richmond, but like from these smaller places, relatively smaller places, and uh, it's sort of unexpected. Mm-hmm. Well, Richmond's definitely growing as a city, mm-hmm. like culturally. I, I've been there, so I moved up um, like six six years ago or so. Okay, and I, you you could tell like they're doing like, I mean, this is not entirely related but like the virginia museum of fine arts has had like a lot of like huge uh what do you call gallery um Mm -hmm. and um what is it uh the street art you know yeah the the street art uh festival kind of thing which was really cool yeah yeah um the old um bus uh service terminal okay city bus yeah yeah and uh just a, a lot of open wall yeah. and all these different buildings where they would work on the stuff and uh they had a bunch of artists come in and do pieces on sections nice. through it and nice. really i mean for me that that was one of the coolest things that's happened you know yeah in, in richmond and while this you know artistically 
Yeah, I mean, and I'm, there there are also bands that you know that, that's just like mm-hmm. a reflection of how the city's been growing over time. Like there's but, there are exciting things like that that have been happening. There's and, yeah, there's always been bands, but I don't think there's always been good bands. The stinks you mean like you guys are a good band, a oh, very thanks. good band. Oh, that, Thank you. And so uh, and so that's sort of what what is I'm wondering about is like is like like what's going on like the arts obviously like feeding back into it and right. like what role do you think you guys are playing in that or you know hmm. uh, that's a good question yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that we're like at the helm or anything like that no, I mean no, uh, that we, would be we, a we just do our thing in oh. our little corner and yeah. you know there's, there's a lot of great bands and things going on I think Richmond's been getting a lot of billing for the heavier bands metal yeah. bands and oh, yeah. stuff yeah. as of late which you know rightfully so there's some great right Heavy, heavy bands there. Obviously, everybody is familiar with Lamb of God. You know, they're you know, huge. There's the brass His wife thing. is the bartender or was the bartender at the Tap House. So. What's that? His wife was the uh, bartender at Commercial Tap House for years. Uh-huh. Oh, Same yeah. Year. Yeah, she might still be. I don't think she is. Though. This is Lamb of God you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's, you know, obviously that whole uh, side of things. Mm-hmm. But there's... there's yeah, no BS Brass has been There's doing the whole really brass good. Scene. Yeah, the RVA Brass Band. Yeah, Remo is still kicking around. Yeah, Remo, yeah. yeah. they're great. Is, yeah, those guys have been rolling it forever. Yeah, and they still they're still you know they are awesome. Super they're energetic one the, show. One of the best shows you can go see, I think. Yeah, we're probably gonna. Have, I don't know if Tim is Timmy still playing with them. I don't know. But we're probably gonna have Bob and Timmy. Jimmy T. Uh, no, Timmy is uh, twin brother. Shit, forget his last name. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, uh, no, he was for a long time. Well, there's some of the same guys that have been in it for a long time, right. like, uh, but like the actual, and like I think what you're getting at is like, is, is there like a big like indie rock scene? I don't know that there's there's a lot of that. I mean, it's up and coming. I feel like, yeah. I mean, Carrie's doing a good job at Hardywood. Yeah, Hard- Hardywood uh, Park Brewery is, is is a great thing that we have there, and that and that's in Richmond. That's yeah. in Richmond. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you're a beer nerd, you're totally happy because right. they make great beer, but. As a venue, it's it's a really cool place to play, and they, they get a lot of really good. Um, and, they're, and, they're, and everybody's being a lot really supportive of the scene. Yeah, I yeah. know um, Alley Cats was there, Chris and Heidi, and then now it's what Kingdom is that? And I think and it's I think actually it gone. Yeah, that's too. gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that was um, a really good place, I think, for bands, especially bands like you guys, uh, because the room is of a certain size. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, and and it sounded phenomenal. Like uh, that, you could have one night a bigger band there, and one night a band that's gonna, you know, yeah. like fifty, the hundred people there, and it'd still be just the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're right. The rooms like that are actually that that is actually kind of like the ideal that's size. A good size. For, yeah. Well, for a place that you know, if, if it's not, if, it, if it's a place that you're gonna have to bring the crowd. Like a place that doesn't already have a built-in crowd, I think that that's a, you're right. Because like sometimes if you get a bigger stage or a bigger space and you can't and you don't get them, it, it can feel kind of dead if you yeah, don't yeah, have. Yeah. So it's like it's nice to have like a medium-sized room with like good sound because it's nice and tight. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna have still have people upstairs who just don't give a fuck what you're doing. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they're drinking they're having a good time because you can't least, see them. Yeah, no, so. yeah. But uh, Hardywood's great because it's actually a huge space and it's got a built-in. Kind of uh, crowd and nice. and yeah. you know everyone's there. They're having a good time and they're 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 a good crowd as far to as far as like listening to yeah you know they'll grab their beers and they'll listen and they'll make don't make a lot of noise mm-hmm. and it's, it's yeah. So when it came time to record uh, "Licking Wounds," uh, how long have you guys been working on the songs? Was this like the 
thing? Like, you've been working on it all your life up until here, or was it just, you know? <laughs> Almost a year. We, we, we practiced and played together for about a year before we started recording. Right. It was the um, like in May two summers ago, mm-hmm. and then the next April is when we we uh, all took off work and had a solid week of recording. And are there like roles that everybody plays in like writing the songs? Is it a, like a more like fully collaborative thing? Like how how does that work for you guys? For for the writing process for Licking Wounds, um, Danny would uh, come up with a chord progression and write mm-hmm. the lyrics. And we work a lot actually with Alex, who is the the member that uh, the other, yeah, the other yeah, guitarist, just, yeah. Um, the other guitarist. Uh, they were in a band previously called Gills and Wings. Okay. And um, actually, I'll let I'll let you talk about that. What about the writing process? Well, um, you're doing a good job. Keep going. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, and then we'd like hash it out. So no, normally, it'd be like a couple chords and a piano and a melody and lyrics and idea for more or less what the theme um would be for the song and then we I, alex and i would work on it a little bit or sometimes we'd all start on it together sure. but that so that's a lot of how um that album um was, was arranged you know yeah. but we'd spend a lot of time and by the end of it i mean the songs would be a completely different thing yeah, and have its own identity the arrangement you know, we'd yeah. make sure we're all happy yeah. Right. If there's well, one person that wasn't happy with the part, we'd right. scrap it and redo that section. And, you know, we'd wait until all... That's why it took a year for, for sure, us to get to the sure, point sure. to record. I mean, because arranging is a part of it. Like, you can lay down all your tracks and get everything, and all of a sudden you're yeah. like, this is not quite there. Yeah. And then you have to, like, retool it. And it can be just as simple as, like, bringing something up, putting it here, and moving yeah. it around. Um, but that... But uh, while we're on the subject, yeah. like... Um, the last two songs that we've worked on have been a little bit different uh, in the way we've That's approached true. it. So, like, mm-hmm. before, like, you know, I'd have some kind of heartbreak or whatever, and then I'd spend, like, go on the piano and just, like, right, you know, right. get all, pour all, it all out. Get it, yeah, pour yeah. it out. And then, um, which, so it's a lot more personal than I think, like, our our next album will be. Like, we don't even know what the theme will be or whatever. But right. the way we've been doing it lately, we've, um, we've tried to have more of a rhythmic backbone. We've thought about making it a little bit more sparse um uh say like this one song over under uh that we have some not like an unofficial unreleased uh recording Mm -hmm. out there um we started with a cool kind of uh bass part that almost sounds like it's like mid-range and has like lots of effects but we started with that and took it from there so you'll you'll hear a different the songs will sound different because we are taking other approaches as far as... Do you, do you think, and, and is it like a goal? Like, do you think it's going to cause the band to have a different sound? Or uh, or do you think... Uh, I mean, it, it may well just by the evolution of what you're doing. Right. Yeah. But is that is that like you're looking at it like we have to make this sound different? We... No, I think it was just, uh, it's just what we wanted. Yeah, we 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 had discussed like that we were like you know just to try stuff. We're like, sure. we're like we we talked about doing stuff that would have a little more snap, a, a more of a rhythmic backbone. Mm-hmm. We also talked about like trying to range from the out like um, from the outside in range wise, like starting with stuff that's a little very high and the very low, and then working yeah, yeah, our way yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Just for like just for the sake of experimentation and keeping it fresh and trying new things. Sure. But I do think that it does affect the sound. I think a lot of what people like about uh, Licking Wounds or have liked about our band mm-hmm. already, I think they'll still find appealing in what we're writing now. I mm-hmm. think a lot of our the core of the band is is still in there. But um, 
Yeah, but you might hear a little more of a, I guess, maybe a groove or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, on Licking Wounds, there's, there's a real, like, muscle to it. And, you know, you... It's stuff that, like, honestly, a lot of bands don't do further on in their career because, I mean, I think it takes confidence. And, like, talking to you guys, it seems you have it. And you're just like, we know what what we want and we're going to do that. Um, and so if I, – I think if – even if it was radically different from that, like, people are going to follow what you're doing and latch into the fact that, like, well, these guys are just good musicians and you're not trying to – it's a difference between, like, pop and really good musicianship. Pop, you could have a hit. And, like, Blots in the Margins, I think, got a good amount of press for you guys. And it's mm-hmm. a great song. Um, but uh, more often than not, like, people can just, like, latch onto that and they, they don't pay attention to the rest of the band. They're just like, I just want to hear that song. Mm-hmm. Which you got to give a little service to, you know, mm-hmm. when you're as a performer. I've been there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But with you guys, like I said, that pulls you in. There's so much, like, just meat to the album, I think, that. It's really gonna like, draw people in. They'll be like, "Oh no, we're in. <laughs> we're, we're whatever you guys are gonna do," because you know, like when I was I was listening to the album on the way back here, and I'm just like, I'm actually excited to see you guys tonight because I have no clue how some of this you're gonna pull off. And at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I I understand like as a musician, it's gonna be like stripped down some, but there's a core in there that. I, like I have no fear that you can pull it off. Like, I'm just like, well, shit. Like, <laughs> no, I, because we, we, we had that same question. <laughs> you know. Because you can do a lot of studio and in the studio, and it, and it'll like sort of erase the actual core of the song and like get farther away from it and do it for whatever reason you're going to do it, uh, and it obfuscates that core. But somehow you guys have done these really lesser arrangements, especially as the album goes on. It gets more. It, it just gets more, like, and more ambitious in what you guys are doing. But there's still a very simple song, like at, at the heart of that, and it, and it comes through, and that's uh, that's a pretty badass achievement. Not not, not to be all Thank like, you. dude, I'm gushing uh, over you guys' album, but it, it really it really is. Like it, Hillary turned me on to it, and I was just like, holy fuck, <laughs> like like that's astounding. Awesome. Like to see people doing that in a, an era where people will. Just shit out something on their laptop. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's no. nothing r- wrong with just doing shit, making it, you know, in GarageBand. But uh, when you see somebody who has the talent and the ambition to do it a little more, it's just sort of like, fuck yeah. <laughs> thanks, so, Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so, Licking Wounds was out last year. Uh, did you guys give it away for free? Or is it free now? Or is it- Yes. Yes. So. We released it at first, and then after a couple months in, um, we all the, the same places like Bandcamp and yeah. and SoundCloud, we just put it up for free because we wanted as many people as possible to, to have a chance to listen. But people can buy it. People can buy it on iTunes. And- we, 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 we like that. Yeah. We like when yeah. <laughs> they should. Please <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> more. <laughs> um, did you when you were putting it up for free? Like uh, I don't know, like how you guys fall in like the streaming argument and stuff. Was it was it just because you're like fuck it, we want people to hear it, or was it like, or was it a yeah. decision like, oh, this is going to be good marketing, and then we're going to slam the gate on the next record? I, yeah, yeah. I guess just thinking, you know, we're a new band, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess just kind of in our own shoes, you know, when we listen to new music, right? It's really hard to. 
to just open yourself up and and click play on something you have no idea what it's yeah. about. So I feel like if there you know there's a price tag on it that you know at least right now since it's really early on for us that you know at least give the person there's n- the least amount of barrier possible. Yeah, there's no barrier to entry. Just, just like just they check find you and mm-hmm. then and then they're like, well, I want to hear what they sound like. Here's what yeah. they sound like. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's a good way to do it. I think, at least for the first album, you know, so they yeah, know absolutely, what we sound like. absolutely, because like too many times, like you can again, you can smell marketing, mm-hmm. like, and some people love that, yeah, and some people love their brands, and so it, it's not about the music, but some people want to hear the music, and yeah. if they smell, I mean, I do it, mm-hmm. like all the submissions we get, like if I, like if you guys personally had sent me an email, then I'd have been like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. but if. A publicist have been like it probably would have been like yeah I'll get to that yeah mm-hmm. you know um, because gotcha. it, it is it is a very um, it dilutes I think what it is and there's still uh, honestly and always will be for people who love music like just the thrill of discovery mm-hmm. you find this band and you're like somebody's gonna see you guys tonight and be like what like <laughs> I don't know what's going on <laughs> it's gonna blow their mind and hopefully <laughs> no it, no it will that's that's yeah. what I'm saying it's like you can't being good musicians like that's just gonna happen it might not line your pockets right now mm. but you know what's more important yeah. you guys are, are doing what you really want to do and, and making good stuff at the same time or you know catering to somebody who you know doesn't yeah. give a shit I'll give you five dollars now, and then they don't give a shit about you like yeah. a year from now. Yeah, but, but so that's available on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, uh, or Bandcamp if they want to download it. And then uh, it's also available for people that just use iTunes and mm-hmm. don't worry about managing their digital files and stuff. They yeah. can just download it off iTunes. Nice, nice. And then uh, we we also did vinyl and have some CDs. We got back from some radio promo we did. Right. We didn't officially put out a CD. Have you guys been on the radio much? Uh, co- we did the college radio circuit. College so, radio circuit. So yeah, so at, here in town, uh, WGMU has still been playing us. Oh no, sure. Out. Yeah. Oh nice, nice. There, there's very few radio stations in DC. So <laughs> uh, there used to be. Um, oh god, that sucks. I, I forgot this. Is is one of the best radio stations in the country, and, and one day they switched over to Latin dance. Oh really? Yeah. Like, uh, it was just like, oh, uh, okay. Same thing happened in uh, Richmond though. Like 102 used to be a really good radio station, 101 maybe, and then it switched over to like oldies. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah. And it was just. It's weird how that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, some yeah. of these. Uh, I mean, I can't remember what other. Uh, there was another station. Um, I think just a few years ago that had some major uh, format, you know, genre change just overnight, like, like. Yeah, it's kind of mind-boggling how that it's marketing happens. And it's just a business, and it's just they look at it and you're like, you know, here's our market, and we want to satisfy that market and really advertise it. I lived in in LA for a few years, and they have KCRW. Yeah, I feel like everybody, at least everyone that I was friends with or knew, loved that radio station. Yeah, and I felt like they have such a wide range, eclectic type of music Mm -hmm. they play on there. I've never understood why that wouldn't. You know, be popular because it seems like everyone it's, makes it's fun a, of radio. It is a great mystery because <laughs> yeah, I mean, college radio is sort of leading the way as far as breaking stuff. Uh, college radio uh, blogs to some extent, but I mean, then it's it's more it, it, is, it becomes really active. Like you have to go and 
download something. You, you mm-hmm. have to know right. about it. And you, you can't um, just sit down and listen. Right, you know? and just turn it on. It, right. It's my one device, and I'm just done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, as... And that has to do with licensing and stuff, too. So, uh, But I think more like internet radio can come up and more internet presence for this stuff uh, you know you people hopefully will find a value in that because I, I want to get in my car and turn on the radio and not have fucking Nickelback <laughs> blasting at me because you know? mm. that's, that's fucking depressing <laughs> it's just like dude it, it wasn't good then it's not good now and and you know not hating on people who enjoy it but yeah. it's just not it's not for me um, mm-hmm. uh, but then again I guess I'm not their market <laughs> So I mean I think that's we're about 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 half an hour. Okay. Is there anything else? Anything you guys want to talk about? Or mm, I'm excited about tonight's show? But nice. yeah, yeah nice. thank you very much for having yeah, us over. Yeah, nobody will hear us, but you, you <laughs> should have gone down to the treehouse lounge. You, you, you should have. You, you should missed have. it. Travel back in time. Go to the treehouse lounge. Uh, Thursday night is on H Street, uh, and uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming up. We'll see it show. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks Thanks a lot. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Someone said that there's a big plan thought of by some big man, and you know it isn't likely that it's quite that easy. I swear it, though I cannot name him. Someone ought to blame him for his false betrayal, the supreme betrayal of it all. If you're a blot in the margins like me, then hold on to my hand. We've got a shot at
All right, there you go. Uh, the song that you heard there was Blots in the Margin. That was from their debut album, Licking Wounds. There's a pretty stellar video of that out there. Uh, I hope you liked all that. If you didn't, you have to question whether or not you are actually dead inside. Uh, I kid, but not a lot. Uh, like I said, this is this is a band that, like, as good as that song is, as good as uh, the rest of the material on the album is, when you see them live, uh, it, it's going to click. And you're going to get it, and you're going to be like, holy shit, why aren't they playing the biggest venues in the world? Uh, but they probably will be. So see them now. See them at the Rat Palace on Saturday. And then uh, tell all your friends. That is it for this podcast. Uh, next week, I think we're going to continue with the interviews. Uh, we just finished up one with Alex from Paper House, speaking of house shows, uh, and where we talked to him about the whole scene and, and the actual Paper House itself. Uh, and then I think we're going to roll out the, the one with our friend Sean. So, anyways, thanks for listening as always. We will talk to you soon, and see you at the show.